0: Pastors, Larry and Tears welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. The things that we see going on in our world today in our nation because of the signs we see according to the Bible— I titled this Redefining or Redefine Yourself for This Season. It's time for us to remember we're at war. It's past time for us to remember we're at war. In um, Torah study, it's about Amalek, the spirit of Amalek. And it is running rampant all over the world today, our nation. And I, it just, God just moved on me because we're in Elul that, you know what, it's time to not not only examine ourselves, but redefine who we are in him. Amen. We are in that month of Elul. As I just said, it's a time where we remind ourselves that we enjoy the very special bond of love and identity with God. And sometimes we can forget that we actually have an identity other than what we think. (laughs) But we have an identity with God or in God a time of reexamining ourselves, a time of second chances. God defined our existence. He, he made us. He made complete renewal possible for all who would come to have faith in him. He redefined our reality. And I hope I don't get too deep in all this, but <laughs> there is so much that goes into redefining and examining who we are and knowing who we are in him and You know, the Bible tells us what to do, but it's just like, okay, how do we make all this work? And how do I keep my mind focused on one thing when everything around me is going crazy? (laughs) And so, you know, I really had, I really, it really took a long time for me to do this. And Scott was like, you're still studying. I know, I know. And I had to go over it and over it and over it again and try to condense what I had. And I got it down to, I think, six pages, five pages. <laughs> so we might not make it through it all. I'm going to try to. But I mean, it's just really exciting. It's really uh, important. It's really a need for us to really think about who we are and to redefine our thinking to how God thinks instead of how we perceive ourselves or somebody else perceives us. So. Bear with me. (laughs) Just like we're in a time where we are to reflect on our lives and bring ourselves back and close to our Father, it's also time for us to redefine who we are and what our purpose here is here on earth. It's also time for us to understand who we are in and according to God. Not who we think we are, but who God says we are. Uh, reestablishing our purpose what are we really here for especially in this season because we're being bombarded things are going crazy and it's like you know what this is a season of war and it's really easy with our Day to day lives and what we're doing, our jobs, our kids, our home. We're refinancing. We're re- redecorating. We're, you know, trying to find a time to relax. We're trying, you know, we're you know trying to find a time to, uh, you know, mingle with friends and have friends and and all that. And sometimes we can miss our identity, what it truly is. And God really impressed upon me to, you know, it's time for us to redefine who we are. Are we going to stand up and be who he says we are? Or are we going to follow everybody else and be fearful and worried about what's going on? And, and, you know, and that's normal for us (laughs) Because, because we're human. But, you know, we have to remember who God says that we are and put that in the forefront of our mind instead of, you know, All the circumstances and all the things going on in the world, you know, we don't need that to be what we concentrate on every single day. Amen? Amen. Webster Dictionary says redefine means to reformulate terms, re-examine or re-evaluate, especially with a view to change. Transform sense to define again. A couple of synonyms that I wanted to put in here is to look beyond to reshape, reinvigorate, and map out. And I, I like the one to look beyond, look beyond what we see in the natural so we can focus on what's in the spiritual. And, and it's, it's hard to do that because of everything going on, but we need to purposely make sure that we're looking beyond what we see in front of us with our senses and focus on God. He tells us to look up during this time. And we have to remind ourselves, okay, I know this is going on. I am so strapped. God, I don't see where my finances are coming from. People are dying around me. My friends, I don't have any. (laughs) All kinds of stuff. But we need to remember, okay, God, I'm going to remember to look up at you and not focus on the things around me because friends will come. Your circumstances will change on a daily basis. But God is solid. (laughs) <laughs> amen uh, it's up to it's up to us to change the way that we b- behave or the things that you want pe- to do so people think and or look upon you as a different kind of person that's another definition of redefine and, it, and it's only up to us to change it's up to us to redefine ourselves so we need to remember that the bible gives us the how to oh thank you The how to change or redefine ourselves. Put off the old man or put off your old self, your old thinking. Ephesians 4.22 says it in this way. Strip yourselves of your former nature, put off and discard your old unrenewed self, which characterize your previous manner of life. Verse 23 and 24 says, and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude, and put on the new nature, the regenerate self created by God's image in true righteousness and holiness. Put on the new nature that God gave us through Jesus. When we gave our lives to God through Jesus, we discovered a new identity we redefined who we, are, who we were. Then we took on faith. You take on faith. It doesn't automatically happen. Amen. God encouraged us to walk by faith. We see many in the Bible that have done great things because of their faith listed in Hebrews. It took their faith to have God move them and, he, and him move in their lives for them to do great things. And that's what we need to remember. It takes our faith to get God to move for us. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy fever, evidence of faith that is alive and passionate. Thus, we walk not by sight or appearance. And I love that when I read that. And I'm like, man, I want to be on fire. I want my faith to be alive. And sometimes we say, okay, I have faith. And, you know, you have a list of all the things for faith. But I want to I be passionate. I want my faith to be passionate. So passionate that, you know, nothing gets by me. <laughs> I don't want anything to get by me. I want to be able to identify the enemy and all his cohorts, and I want to be able to say, you know, I see you, and I have faith to defeat you. I have faith to change you out of my life. I have faith to, you know what, just go higher than I've ever gone before because I am who God says that I am. I am not who I think that I am. I'm not my job. I'm not somebody's just friend. I'm not just a mom. I am a warrior, and we are at war, and we need to remind ourselves of that and stick to that and stay on that and be passionate about it because we are in a fight. Yes. And, and we are to trust and believe what God says. He tells us to look up because he has the answer. <laughs> he has the answer. So walking by faith means we don't look for proof. And sometimes we have a tendency to do that. Okay, I'm looking for a confirmation or I'm doing this. I'm looking, God says this, so let me see, you know, if it's really going to happen. No, it's like we don't look for proof. We just believe. God said it. It's our job to believe what he says he will do. And God gives us promises that we can't even see. So we do have to believe it, right? (laughs) He gives us promises, and the only way to get them is if we believe in them. And trust what he says. John 3, 17 says, God did not send his son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. Sound means out of danger, secure, and unharmed. And sometimes we forget, you know, safe and sound. We say that all the time. Uh, you know, we're just be safe and sound, have a safe flight. <laughs> you know, but that we forget that it means, you know, unharmed, secure in who we are and what God says. He tells us to walk in faith and by faith. Matthew 16, 27 says, For the Son of Man is going to come in glory, majesty, and splendor of his Father with his angels. And then he will render account and reward every man in accordance with what he has done. And that's something you really have to, you know, have faith for, to just imagine him coming back in splendor and glory. I mean, can you just imagine what that looks like? And even though we can imagine what it looks like, it's going to be even more than that. (laughs) It's going to be even more than that, which is probably why he tells us to just look up, because you never know. When he's going to come, we should hear the sounding of the shofar, but how many really have ears to hear it? (laughs) We might be too busy and miss it. (laughs) But he's coming anyway, but we don't want to be those people that are too busy. But We want to have our ears perked up to hear that sound. We want to be able to look up in the sky and see a change happening. We either believe by faith what God tells us or we're walking by sight and our own senses. And that's one thing we want to get rid of, even though we have you know, different things that help us with our senses. Okay, the Holy Spirit can use our senses to discern certain things, but we don't just want to walk by our senses and what we see with our eyes. There are limitations of walking by sight. You miss out on everything the world has to offer because you're tunnel vision and single-minded. Uh, seeing only what's in front of us. Not, not many go very far depending solely on what you see. And what we see can change. So then now we have to reevaluate and things aren't going the way we want them to go. And so now we're confused. (laughs) And we don't want to be confused because who does makes confusion? We all know who that is. Uh, If you or I don't move beyond the tangible realm, we miss out on everything in the spiritual realm and what it has to offer. We'll miss out on all the promises of God and his blessings because they come to us by faith. We all like to feel like we're in control of our lives. (laughs) But the book of James tells us our life is like a mist or a puff of smoke, here today and gone tomorrow. And you think about that, and we're like, no way, God. That's just like instant. (laughs) We're like, we want to be around here a little bit longer than just instant. But, you know, but... but. To him, it is like that. To us, it's like a lifetime. It's like, you know, forever, so many years. But to him, it's like, okay, they're here, and now they're back home with me. And it's like, man, I don't want to just look at my life as just a puff of smoke. (laughs) So we got a lot of work to do. But that's really true if we're apart from God. It is just like that. People don't know what to do. Everything changes, and their life is just like a puff of smoke if they don't have the Lord God in their hearts. That's what we have to look forward to, and we see it played out in so many lives of people around us. They just don't know what to do. Uh, In Christ, God our Father dramatically defines our realities. He defines who we are. He defines what we're doing. He defines the plan that we're supposed to follow when we become part of his family uh god redefines our purpose and and sometimes we we miss that part when we invite jesus into our lives like okay now i'm saved and i'm going to heaven that's it (laughs) a lot of times that's what people think i'm going to heaven i'm good. You know, God's got me, but that's not it. <laughs> he redefines who we are. He redefines our purpose here on earth. No longer is it what we want to do. We're here to do what God wants us to do, what he created us to do, what he whispered in our ears when we came into this world. Amen. John thirteen thirty five says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another, if you keep on showing love among yourselves. John 15, 8 says, when you bear or produce much fruit, my father is honored and glorified, and you shall improve yourselves to be true followers of, of Jesus. Look what's going on in our nation today. We are more divided than ever before. And, you know, there was a lull in there for a minute. Everybody was, you know, love your neighbor, love, 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 love. Now it's like, what happened? Now everybody's at each other's throats. Um, there's more violence in the world than we could ever imagine that it could be. We saw it in the 60s, it changed. Then it was like, okay, we have a little lull in here, everybody's getting along and all of a sudden, wham! (laughs) Here we are again, going over the same stuff (laughs) that we did years ago and probably even centuries ago. And and no one takes responsibility for their actions. Because the world told them, you know, do what you feel like doing. You know, if it, if it feels good, do it. Nobody cares. We do care. <laughs> we do care. People do care. We don't want people to go around killing other people. We don't want people to just be hateful toward each other. We want to be united. We want to love one another. That's what we're created to do, to uh, show love to other people, even if we don't know them. It's probably why my kids go, what in the world are you doing talking to everybody you see? But, <laughs> but I just can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I think God just wired me that way. I talk to anybody. It doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, and I'll tell them about Jesus. or I'll just say, you know, I, I just feel like you need prayer. What do you need prayer for? And more times than not, most people will say they need prayer because so much stuff is going on, and they just don't know how to handle it. And some people will say they need prayer, even if they don't believe in God, which to, which for us is, you're a liar. You believe, otherwise you wouldn't accept our prayer. <laughs> and they'll probably be the first ones to yell out, oh God, help me, you know, in a situation. So it's like, it's it's just funny to me, but, you know, about that, but it's disturbing to me i'm not fearful of the violence because i know i'm not being touched i have a a legion of angels encamped around about me and so do you to keep that stuff away from us and we need to remind ourselves of that in certain situations not that we're going to go out blindly and do things we need to have wisdom you know and pay attention to our surroundings but you know what my bible says i'm protected (laughs) and we need to remember that Uh uh-oh We are given a new purpose, we who are radically transformed. And I tell you, I was radically transformed, and I know all of you were radically transformed when uh, you gave your life to Christ. And what we're supposed to do, our new purpose, share the story of all the amazing things and gifts of God to those that don't know him or are still looking and searching because people are still looking and searching, which baffles me because you hear about God all over, and, and to think that some people still don't know him is like, what in the world? But it's the enemy. It's the enemy out there blinding them and changing things. Some people who were Christians, now they change to other religions. And it's like, how in the world could you do that? What, is, what could change your mind so much that you decide not to be a Christian to be something else, to give away your salvation? to give away your um, eternal life, to do something else, something that man tells you you need to do. You know, it's our purpose to share our testimonies. That's why he does such good things for us, because he wants us to share our testimonies. If we don't do anything else, share your testimony. That alone will change somebody's life. Those are the things that bring the reality to the forefront, not only for us as, as we remind ourselves, of what God has done, because he does something in our lives every single day. And sometimes we just take it for granted that, okay, this is just happen. Wow, God is good. <laughs> but he's always doing something for us in our lives to remind us, I'm here, I'm taking care of you, I'm meeting your needs and everything. And so we need to make sure we keep that in the forefront of our minds. When we know who we really are in Christ, we get a perspective realignment. About our why. Why am I here? We are created for no other reason but for God's glory. That's why we're here. No other reason except to glorify God. And, what, and living our lives to glorify him. He called us to himself, giving us new life in Jesus. Redefining our realities. Today the reality of our lives is we are con- is. We are consistently pressed, and I mean pressed, (laughs) on all sides by the enemy to wear us out, to distract us from focusing on who God says we are and created us to be. He's pressing us so hard that we can be distracted. He's pressing us so hard we forget to look up. He's pressing us so hard that we forget how much faith we have. The Bible says we have, even if we have the faith of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. So we need to constantly have that in us uh, that, you know what? I know I'm having a little trouble here, but God, I know you're with me. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I'm going to move this mountain that's in my life. I'm going to speak to that mountain and tell it what to do. And it has to do it according to your words. So I'm relying on you to stir me up. <laughs> to remind me who I am so I can speak to that thing and believe that it's going to change. Yeah. Just like we do when we pray for people in the church. If we're not believing what we're praying for, then we need to keep our mouth shut. Right. Right? <laughs> so it's like if we can't believe, don't say anything. Because sometimes we have to believe not only for ourselves that we're going to pray for these people and their lives are going to change, but we have to believe for them and believe that they will understand and believe what we're praying for and change their thinking to accept it. Because we can pray for somebody all day and nothing happens because they don't believe or they don't accept what we're doing. We are to get rid of fear. That's the one thing the devil uses all the time. It doesn't change at all. Get rid of fear and take on courage. Take it on, especially in this season. Look around. Fear is emerging every day, and the media reminds us constantly that we should be afraid. <laughs> That's all they show on the TV is something that makes you go, oh, my gosh, You know, and builds that fear up. But you know what? We don't have to take that fear. We don't have to take it. But our Father told us to look up in these times and focus on him because you know what? All that stuff doesn't mean a thing. He's in control, whether it looks like it or not. He knows exactly what's going on. Fear is contagious, but for us, God is the great redefine. At the heart of what it means to, to know and experience God is the process of re, def, re, uh, redefining, redefinition. God defines what it is and what it means to be new we are new creatures when we give our lives and we choose to be new he doesn't force us to do that we choose to do that and god's redefining he adopts us as ch- as children into his family i mean you think about that okay he, he knows how we are <laughs> but he adopts us into his family we must readjust our identity, our thinking, to understand family as God sees it, as his sons and daughters, and in our new roles as his sons and daughters. Now we're in a family. How do families normally act? We love one another. We're always taking up for one another. We're, we're protecting one another. Well, you know, God does that for us when we're in his family. God is the only permanent and solid foundation that we'll ever have and that's where we find our true identity in him he is the only example of true perfection which is why we need to look to him to compare and mold our lives after instead of what we see and hear in this world because it can change our minds just like that if we're not thinking about God and what he says and who he says that we are The world system brings in confusion, chaos, and fear. God brings stability, acceptance, and victory. And we need to remind that I am stable because I believe in Almighty God. I am so stable nothing can move me. I am accepted by God, so I don't care what anybody else thinks. (laughs) And I am victorious because he says that he helps us be victorious, that we are conquerors. And because of that, I know I'm going to win. I know no matter what comes my way, no matter what it is, no matter what it looks like, I'm going to keep my eyes on him and I'm going to come out on top. He says we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not below, and we will never be there unless we choose to be there, unless we take that on. Our true identity is and should be based on what God has done for us and who he says that we are. The Bible tells us we are his children and we are loved. Created with a purpose in his image, unique and with intention. He designed us very intricately. We, every single one of us, we're different. But he designed every single one of us special. And we are missing nothing. Even though sometimes we think, oh, this and that. But we are missing Nothing. And we need to walk that way with our heads up, strong, and and just knowing who we are. We are missing nothing because of God. We are chosen. He chose each and every one of us to be in his family. We didn't just decide we're going to get saved. He chose us. He pulled us out. He made us think about him. He made us think, I need to make a change. Something's going on here in my life, and I need to Just accept what God says. I need to accept his son in my heart so I can change my life because I know something's happening and I need to change. You know, he created us in his image. And you know what? Because of what he did, we aren't here because of a Big Bang Theory. You know, they want to tell us that. They want to tell us we come from monkeys. They want to tell us all kinds of things. But that's not why we're here. We are not a mistake. We just weren't coming from a little Cosmo poof. <laughs> he planned for us. Amen. He created us. He planned for each and every one of us to be here. We are forgiven. We have to be perfect with regard to doing the right thing, not the wrong things. And you know what? And, of course, we make mistakes. But you know what? Our goal is to be perfect in making the right choices. Even though he knew we could and would fall short, he still worked his plan for us and sent his son, Jesus, to give us an example of how to live. Of course, what Jesus did allows us to live in a state of forgiveness as we try to be perfect and follow him, which is what we're supposed to do. Try to be perfect, try to be like Jesus, but he's the only perfect one that ever walked this earth. And they're finding out he really was walking this earth whether they want to accept it or not. Right now, today, God looks at us as sinless because we chose to be a follower of his son. And when we think about that, yes, we sin. Yes, we can ask for forgiveness. And he's faithful to forgive us no matter what it is, no matter what it is, because he pulled us out and he made us his children. We are redeemed we lo- we're no longer under the control or owned by the forces of sin or evil. God sees us as a new creation made whole through Jesus. Hallelujah. That he sent his son, that he loved us so much, even though he knew we could revert back to how, why he got rid of everybody on the earth in the beginning, <laughs> he still had faith in us that we would change and come to him and decide to try to be as perfect as we can. We are adopted. We are legitimate children of the most high God, king of this universe. He's in charge. He's in control. There's no one higher, stronger, mightier, more love, and he sees us as his children who bears his name. He will never take that away from us. So we, we don't have to worry about what other people think. We know who our father is. We know who we belong to, amen? It reminds me of my youngest daughter. Uh, We adopted her when she was very young. And uh, we just took one look at her and fell in love. And we just knew she belonged to us. And she took our name. We gave her our name. And uh, we would never take that that moment of adoption away from her. And we can't, just like God can't take it away from us because he chose us. We're legitimately gi- legitimately his children, just like my youngest daughter is legitimately our daughter. It's a binding contract. It's a blessing for us to be in his family. God was totally in the process, you know, with us getting her totally in the process. It was like, why are we thinking about doing this? We have a boy and a girl already, <laughs> and it was like okay. The, one of the ladies she went to our church and she came just to, to find a family to take her granddaughter because they were coming to take her away from her. And so I said, okay, we'll try to find a family. And I hunted and talked to different people, and and I was and it, and I only had to that weekend, and I'm like God. We have to find her a family. And I call and say, I just can't find anybody. People are just saying they can't do it or, you know, they got to think about it. And I said, but I only have to this weekend. And, uh, and so I was like, honey, what do you think? And he's like, no. <laughs> he said, no, we're good. I said, well, I, I, I was like, honey, but I just feel that God wants us to have her. And he said, oh, I don't know. He kept saying no. And then I said, well, let's just go ask Pastor and Tiz. And he said, OK, well, let's go ask him. Because he thought that, you know, they would say, oh, you guys are good. I'm sure God will you know, find somebody. And we went in the office and talked. And they said, oh, my gosh, that is so excellent. I'm sure God has, has her just for you guys, which is why you can't find anybody else. <laughs> and I was like, Yes! <laughs> because I wanted a, another one. And uh, so, you know, he looked at me like, I can't believe that I just let you get me into this situation and get, <laughs> and change my mind that quick because of what they said. But you know what? God knew what he was doing. And if you look at her, she looks just like the rest of our kids. God knew exactly what he was doing. Nobody would ever know that we adopted her. I said, he had a plan. And he worked his plan. Amen. Here's a few things we can claim as children of God and what we can stand on when we fight the enemy. We are redeemed from the hand of the enemy. That means he can't do anything to us. We are heard by God. He knows our voice. He knows our voice. He knows who we are. He listens to what we have to say and decides what he needs to do best, what's best for us. We are delivered from the powers of darkness. That means it doesn't have a hold on us. We are delivered. We, are, we have escaped the, the powers of darkness. There's nothing. They can't bring it back on us. They can't make us be back into that realm. We have to choose to do that. We are delivered, which means we, we, we are delivered. We don't have to go back. We are led by the Spirit of God. We are led by the Spirit of God. He can speak to us inside of our spirit if we let him. If we listen, he speaks to us every day. We are kept in safety wherever we go. We need to step into that now more than ever. That You know what? Wherever I have to go, wherever God's leading me to go, I am safe. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We don't have to do things on our own. He's with us, and we can call on him and and tap into his might, and he'll make the change. We are getting all of our needs met through the Lord. Even though we try hard to do it ourselves, you know what? All we have to do is say, God, I need help. (laughs) And he's faithful to be there to help us. We are heir to the blessings of Abraham. He told Abraham he's going to be the father of many nations. He told Abraham that he would enrich him. He told Abraham, just follow me. Leave the land that you're in and come into this new land. Well, that's what we basically did when we got saved. We left where we were and came into the kingdom of God. We're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. Jesus is our brother. (laughs) Whatever he has, we have. Amen. And the Bible tells us greater things that we'll do because he came to show us how to do it. (laughs) We're more than a conqueror. We will not be defeated. Some things might look like we're getting defeated and people look at the world now and say, man, nothing can change this world. But we can. We can and we will. (laughs) We are establishing God's word here on earth, exercising our authority over the enemy. We have authority over him. All this stuff that we're seeing going on, we have authority over that. We're an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony, our testimonies. We are overcomers by our testimonies. Amen. And that's why he gives it to us. He didn't just say, okay, you're mine, and you don't have to do anything else. No, he changed something in us. He gave us something so we can tell other people about it. There's so many more, but it goes to show that God has blessed us and is blessing us more than we can imagine, more than we could probably use in a lifetime. But I will and can certainly try to do everything God says I can do and be all that he says I can be and we need to hold on to that we can be all that he says we are and we can be all that he says I am we are God's army we tear down the strongholds of the enemy that's what that's our purpose that's what we do <laughs> tear down those strongholds we cannot and will not be fearful of the enemy he can't do anything to us we don't let him we let him we don't let him do He might try to do stuff to us, but you know what? We got this. You know, he can't do anything. We don't let him. We don't fight in our own power and with our own plans. We follow God's plans and our commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ. We cannot and will not be defeated. We have an army of angels fighting with us. We're not alone, and sometimes we might feel that way. But that's why he tells us, you know, when all that comes on us, look up. The angels are there waiting for us to take the step forward so they can in, come in with us. And it's like, God, I, that's why I just love saying we are encamped by angels. We are surrounded by angels waiting to help us do what God tells us to do. God has prepared us for such a time as this. It's our time to be seen as a strong, impenetrable shield because we trust in God. We rely on his word. We have confidence in what he says he will do and what we can do. We're confident in what he says, but we're confident in what we can do because he tells us we can do it. It's time for us to throw off, disregard who the world says that we are, redefine who we are, to become who God says that we are. Change who we think that we are. Change our thinking. We are the force the enemy doesn't want to come up against. We need to remind them. We're the force that he doesn't want to come up against. He knows Paul, he knows Moses, and now he knows us. (laughs) we are united in one cause almighty God's cause to bring this world under the authority and reign of one true God he's the one true God there is no other now that's redefining ourselves seeing the picture that God has of us believing that vision that picture and never entertaining anything else when we believe that you don't have any time to think of anything else and that's how we should be Let's see ourselves like God sees us. Amen. With God, we can do and be anything. This is our moment in history. This is our time to be the people God created us to be. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God.